0: And I know there's some fear or pushback from certain people, often those who are not raised in the current online or social media and social connection times that we're living in, but they say that online relationships and interactions are not real relationships, or that people online only, you know, they hide their real self and only show the parts of them they want you to see. But a few years back, Pew Research conducted an extensive study on the debate over whether authentic relationships could be built and nurtured online it turns out that there are actually some pretty startling advantages to all of this.
1: Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here
0: with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, good to be back with you, man. How's the week working out so far?
1: It's good, man. We uh, just beautiful day, kids. uh, We had a birthday of our of our child, one of our actually our oldest turned 11 last week.
0: 11? Are you kidding me, man?
1: You know what's funny? How fast is
0: 11 years (laughs) gone?
1: I know, so fast, and uh, and it was so funny because I'm like. My son is like me. He is a sucker for infomercials. And so, my 11 year old boy, who's an active soccer fan, active I mean, you know, my son, he's all energy. Yep. You know what they he wanted for his birthday? <laughs> yeah. He wanted a My Pillow.
0: Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all we probably want. have extra ones around here. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Tina got sucked into all that big. <laughs>
1: yeah, so did my 11-year-old son. I was like, buddy, you could have like a bike or a Okay, I got to say or... this
0: about the MyPillow. Okay, I got to okay. say this about the MyPillow. They actually are pretty comfortable once you get used to them. But here's the crazy thing, and they don't tell you this in the commercial. Whatever that fill is, that special Made in America moldable fill, yeah. it's so wonderful. When I sleep on my Pillow, my hair in the morning is sticking straight out like I've been, you know, like when you're a kid and you'd rub the balloon <laughs> yeah, and put static. your hand in. Yeah. It, I am not joking. Like I literally laugh in the mirror at my hair every That's morning. So I and I have a is. different pillow. I kind of switch up and when I sleep on that one, my hair's just normal, kind of bedhead. But on <laughs> my pillow, it's calling.
1: That is really funny.
0: <laughs> Isn't that well, weird? I'm sure everybody tuned in to hear about that anyway. What do you got on my pillow? Hey, let's look at some reviews we got, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. I was going to ask you too about your your vacation, dude. Before we get to that, you you, you got some uh, vacation coming up?
0: Well, you know, yeah, I thought so. We were supposed retreat. to be going up to mountain retreat in Tennessee, but uh, just uh, in the last twenty four hours ish here, it got canceled because oh. of the whole. I, we thought things were freed up and eased up in Tennessee, but apparently not to the point of what we needed to do this after all. And so, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little bummed, man. I haven't had a vacation in a very long time. And I was like, gosh, this is so great. And there's no internet up there and phone doesn't barely work unless you, you know, climb this one tree and put your hand way up. In, yeah. And I was like, that's what I need. You know, that'll, uh, that'll force me to read a book and look at beauty and
1: you know, darn talk. coronavirus.
0: Yeah. So I'm a little bummed, man. I'm a little bummed. Well, Thanks for bringing me, it up. <laughs> yeah, let me cheer you up with two reviews.
1: One of them is from right. to live and die in LA, which I think is lower Alabama which says the Life School Podcast consistently offers foundational theological insights with accompanying practices that always leads me to new ideas for more effectively moving towards people with the gospel. It's a regular part of my Monday mornings. So All
0: thanks right. to
1: live and die in LA. And then five zero- stars
0: too. Thank you.
1: And then another five stars from 2 S K that says this is an excellent resource for inspiration to dig into the life Jesus calls us to. I found this podcast after going through the gospel primer with our community group and found it so real. These guys cover almost every topic you could think about how to live life as a disciple of Jesus, trying to disciple others around you. Great stuff. So O2SK, thank you as well.
0: Thanks for that. I wonder who that is. Okay. Um, maybe jump on that, uh, life, life school podcast, uh, group yeah. on the, uh, Facebooks and uh, let us know who you are. O2SK probably know him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you
1: if you haven't subscribed to the various platforms that life school's on, you can do that by going to one two three lifeschool.com forward slash subscribe. Uh, and that'll open up a
0: there's bunch a bunch of stuff there, yeah. It. And by the way, we mentioned this last week, but in a few weeks here, and I think it's official now, we got a little bit of feedback, but I'd still like to get some more feedback from y'all out there. I think we're gonna be changing the name of the podcast to the Everyday Disciple Podcast. It's gonna be called uh, that. Since yeah, that's it's what it's got we,
1: a nice ring to it.
0: Yeah, you know, we've we've done a bunch of training this year and coaching under that sort of uh, brand, if you will, and it seems to be, it really connects, and I just started feeling like, you know, life school, though, that's what our courses and all live under and all that stuff, it was just like, you know, it's maybe a little generic when people are searching, so get ready, so when you start hearing stuff show up as, you know, everyday disciple, um, it's the same. We're going to be same doing the thing. same. And there might be a few small changes here and there. And, you know, I mean, but mostly it's the same exact goal and what we're doing. Kind of basically how do you speak the gospel into all of life, discipleship as a lifestyle, all that. So get okay. ready for that. And uh, there'll be some, uh, yeah, new new look and uh, mostly that. <laughs> yeah, new Most, feel, huh? new, yeah. Well,
1: today yeah. we got something special because we're using uh, probably the biggest word that we've ever had in a show title, asynchronous, right? We're talking about <laughs> asynchronous discipleship and uh, we always find it helpful to kind of define uh, definitions here so that we're all on the same playing field at the beginning. Yeah. So maybe let's define uh, that word to get us started and make sure we're on the same page, but especially how it pertains to discipleship.
0: Yeah. Okay. I will. And asynchronous is not a word that uh, most of us use in a sentence in any given day. And it just, in the course of kind of researching this and kind of writing down some of my thoughts, I had to type out the word asynchronous, like about a hundred (laughs) times. It's not an easy one, bro. Yeah.
1: No, that's not easy.
0: Thank God for autocorrect, you know, in this case. (laughs) But uh, so here's what asynchronous means. Okay. Technically. And then I'll explain it's like two or more interactions or events not existing or happening at the same time. Okay? okay. Meaning something could be going on and you and I both participated in it, but not at the same moment. Huh. Or we both did something, but in different times. It wasn't synchronized. It's sure. asynchronous. Ah, right. So yeah. Um, so in in, in connection to discipleship, it means that um, instead of us all have to be sitting at the same table or in the same circle in a living room or at the same building in, you know, in a room right. and watching the same video or listening to the same speaker or whatever, what if we were to engage that but at different times and maybe even in slightly different manners but still engage it fully hmm. but asynchronously? In other words, not synchronized. It's like when I was a kid, uh, television was completely synchronous, meaning if you wanted to watch Batman, it came on at a certain night at a certain time, boom. If you wanted to watch All in the Family, you know, uh, so yeah. I'm dating myself, right, or let, let's just jump ahead, like Friends, you know, or whatever, you know, okay. or Seinfeld. It was on a certain time and a certain night. And that's, it was, everybody in the country, in the world, watched it at the same time and the same night. It was synchronous. Hmm. And then you talk about it at work the next day or whatever. And then we started, you know, having... VCRs or you know or Betamax or whatever, right? And then eventually able to digitally record all this stuff. And TV started to slip asynchronous, meaning, hey, I watched that show, but I don't watch it on the night that they release it. We usually watch TV on Fridays or or whatever, right? Sure. And or you could say, hey, a bunch of us friends are getting together to watch 24, but I went ahead and taped it or I recorded it and we're gonna watch it on this night because that's when we're all available. So all of a sudden TV Slipped to asynchronous. Okay. Well, so, what if discipleship, which is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in every area of life, which includes learning, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not just about knowledge acquisition. We've talked about that a lot on, on the show. Um, what if we could start doing aspects of it asynchronous? meaning we could learn and even interact and give thoughts and ask questions, but we didn't all have to be in the same room at the same time. Or yeah. even now, as people are experimenting with more online stuff, we didn't even have to be sitting in front of the screen at the exact same time. So that's yeah. what I want to talk about today is the the there's really a value, I believe, and this is not actually new to to everybody, um, I remember the first time I heard that those two words put together: asynchronous discipleship, and it was from my my buddy Mike Breen, okay. and we were both experimenting with various things. And I was like, "Oh, I love that you've defined it because mm-hmm. what if you know what if we don't have to do every bit of discipleship uh, all sitting you know on a clock at the yeah. same you know? But I, I'm not saying we can do the whole thing that way, sure, right? Because there's a life on life, life in community life on mission aspect to the true discipleship we talked about that last week a lot right. in the last episode about the need for a gospel community in community on mission together but there are aspects now that we I think are wise to start to experiment with and introduce yeah. asynchronously and through different means both yeah, just- live and online so yeah that's kind of what I want to talk about today because I think we've we get to, you know, and, yeah. and we've had great, actually great luck and benefit and blessing from that. And it's not brand new to us, but we're really starting to lean into it as a, as a family. And as, you know, as we coach people and train people and all that,
1: you know, it, it kind of feels like as we're here in the middle of COVID for people that are maybe listening years from now, uh, it seems like this is actually the way we're seeing a lot of churches uh, starting to stream their Sunday services, you know, and some of their folks engage or watch at different times, but it seems like that might be a, a, an example of asynchronous communication when it comes to the gathering of the church. Is that right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Our Sunday services have moved from primarily synchronous, right, with everyone in the building at the same time, listening to the same music and sermon all at the same time. Um, Even if you had different services, you still had to pick which one to go to, right? You know, and we all sat there and did it. Um, If you missed it, you missed it. Now people can engage or consume this service at a time and place of their own choosing. And I even have heard, you know, wink, wink. Some people go, well, we we've been tuning in to the stream, you know, of our church. But um, we actually don't tune in at nine. Uh, We like to sleep in a little now that we can and don't feel feel guilty about it. And uh, we fast forward through parts of it. You know what? So, you know, is that evil or is that okay? Is that maybe uh, being a better steward of your time? I don't know. I mean, and I'm not here to determine that for everyone. <laughs> but you're right. I think that some in some ways with maybe even without knowing it, uh, a lot of churches have started to uh, experiment with asynchronous aspects of their ministry.
1: And I would assume that like with this change, there's probably some both good and bad implications of this, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cuz there again, you know, if we don't have any way to Uh, sort of ensure that the family is engaging ever because it's asynchronous then maybe that's not great right or if it's not done well because we're going to talk about this I think there's good ways to do asynchronous and online and there's bad ways just like live you know there's good training and teaching and preaching and there's not so good right but uh, I think there's aspects of it that it's actually an advantage because I think we can and I think we're probably seeing a little bit of this even you know with participation in our gatherings through, you know, the fact that more and more and more streamed, it's like some churches are telling me, like, I think we have more people engaged than before because it used to be if they were busy or wanted to go golfing or it's like the only day it didn't rain. So they're working on the yard. They missed the whole thing. And so that's why, you know, we see them 1.7 times per month, uh, average Christian or something that comes to, you know, at service. But now we feel like, you know, we're kind of looking at the streaming numbers. Now that's not for everybody. I know some churches are knocking out of the park and some are going, uh, no one's tuning in (laughs) and whatever. But I think that they are. And I think there's both good and bad implications uh, for how we do this and how we get to do this for sure.
1: So like when it comes to discipleship, the way that we teach and model this is a lifestyle, right? We say that the, yeah. the discipleship is a lifestyle. Would true life on life discipleship actually be able to happen asynchronously, and for that matter, even online or or not even face to face at all?
0: You know, I really do believe it can. I, okay. I, I do. I think that I think that life on life and lifestyle can because think about how how much of a life's part of our lifestyle now our phones have become. I, I don't know what the uh, exact uh, statistic is, but it's something like 85% of North Americans or it, maybe it's 90 or something like that are never more than three feet away from their phone at all times, 24 hours a day or something like that. Jeez. It's some crazy number. But when I've heard it, I go, yep, sounds about right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause you know how it is. It doesn't even matter if you're using it. It's like, where's my phone? where do I put my phone? Right. Sure. And those phones aren't phones anymore. It's funny. Cause we call it a phone. It's really a nice. computer that also does some phoning, and I hate when it rings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I love it. I love using it for most everything else, and I love my laptop even more, you know, because yeah. it's got a bigger screen, and I'm old, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I really do think, though, that, that this ability to engage in content and even interact with some of my friends and community asynchronously, knowing not at the same time, um, has already become part of people's lifestyle, but it hasn't necessarily been embraced. In, to a full degree with, within discipleship, right? Okay. But think about it, almost no, well, I, I know some people are listening go like, I hate all those things, I don't use any social media. It's like, I get it, but you, you could, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But think about like generally when you look at Facebook, you're not looking at it like, I have to be watching just in case, you know, Caesar starts typing in something, you yeah, know, exactly. like, no, you later on, you know, whenever like you're laying around, the kids are in bed or when you got a minute, cause you're waiting for the guy to come out and tell you your, you know, your muffler got replaced or whatever, <laughs> you know, sure. and you look at your Facebook and you go ding, there's a couple of notices there and go, Oh, Caesar posted something. What's he got going? Oh, he answered that guy. Yeah, I was going to too, you know, it's yeah. asynchronous and same with Twitter and same with Instagram. And all kinds of stuff, right? And hmm. so I think it's already become part of a lifestyle, meaning it's part of our relationships. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I know there is some fear or pushback from certain people, you know, often those who are not raised in the current online social media and social connected times that we live in. Right. And they say that online relationships and interactions, they're not real relationships. But, hmm. but yeah, I guess if I joined a chat group or something with a bunch of strangers, maybe, but most people engage socially, asynchronously with people they know. And maybe they meet new people, right? Sure. But it's not just, you know, stranger fest for most people, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right. right? And, and people think, well, they're not real relationships. People can, you know, hide their real self. They only show the parts of them they want you to see, you know, hmm. but you know what? A few years back, Pew Research who's huge. They conducted a, a pretty extensive study on this debate over whether authentic relationship could be built and nurtured online. It turns out there's some pretty amazing, some startling stuff. Like the survey found that the internet has the opposite of an isolating effect on most users. They report that like email has helped people improve their, you know, social relationships and expand their social networks. And in general, internet users, people who frequent it, it's part of their life have robust social lives in fact more robust than non-users because why because they stay connected more often so it's not like you know it used to be how often do you talk to your sister that lives you know like 1600 miles away well you know i write her and then you know she gets the letter about a week later two weeks later and then she gets around to writing me back and it can be a few interactions a year you know sure. or your friends if like if i don't see them at church or i don't make a, an appointment to see them i really don't connect People who are pretty used to now and or choosing to engage in social, some of the social stuff, they're like, I don't know. I talk to my friends all the time. I was looking at my own, um, just my text, you know, app, you know, messages on my phone the other day. Maybe it was this morning. And I was like, oh, I got to text Heath, so let me scroll down. Like, it was just like, got to be like one or two down. And you and I talk all the time and text all the time and Facebook all the time and all, right? Yeah. I was like, scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, there's Heath. And and it was yesterday, but it was like, oh my gosh, look how many people I've just touched base with, said hi, answered a question, checked in on, sent something funny. I think you find you love this song. You know what I mean? It's a lot more than some of us think. And and people routinely are integrating, you know, like social and and asynchronous forms of communication with each other Mm -hmm. a lot. They move between their phone, the computer, in person. Almost effortlessly, without thinking about it. Like, yeah. were you and I talking about that, or did you text me that? No, I sent you that link. But then when I saw you, we watched it again. We were laughing our guts out. You know, right? right? Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. all right. And so, I, it's not as scary, I don't think. And in fact, I think there's a lot there's a lot going on there that we get to embrace instead of just go, well, it's part of life. But it's not part of discipleship. I, it, you know what? And as someone who has kind of embraced it, it, it is, and it's. I like it actually. I like it, and I think yeah. it it helps us. Um, move beyond they're like well everyone's too busy well they're too busy to fit on your schedule but maybe they're less too busy if they could access some aspects of our community life like that you know where it fits in right so
1: dude that's really a great great point I was noticing yesterday I was talking to a guy who I used to tour with I mean 10 years ago and we haven't really caught up occasionally we'll text but it just was so much easier to go hey what about next Monday you want to get on zoom you know kids are in bed let's haven't seen you in 10 years, yep. let's talk. And so there's a lot more of that actually happening.
0: And I've talked to a lot of people, Heath, who say the exact same thing. Like Tina and I, we've done a ton of virtual meetups and virtual happy hours with people and all that stuff. And I've yeah. talked to a lot of people say, my personal interaction with both neighbors and new friends and old friends way up in the last two months. That's great, so yeah, but great. let's be let's be proactive about it. Let's be intentional about how we use that, right? as yeah. the church and as i mean and by the church i don't mean like organizationally i mean as the people of god god's family we get to yeah well
1: let's talk about how this actually uh, meshes well with disciple making because i'm kind of curious what are some ways that you have seen uh, or even have maybe have been using asynchronous learning and discipleship and training both in person and online to be a to be effective during this current situation
0: yeah Great. And it's, and it's not even just currently, but I'm learning too. I'm, you know, we're, we're kind of failing forward on some new stuff, right? What I'm actually suggesting is that savvy leaders who grasp this amazing opportunity that the recent change in our social lives and schedules has provided, really want to embrace a mixture of synchronous, okay, stuff we do at the same time, because, you know, it's life on life, um, asynchronous, and, and maybe some hybrid mediums in their discipleship today both in person and online. So let me just kind of like, I'm kind of thinking out loud here because it's a lot of it's new, but I'll give some real examples of actual things we're doing. But so here, first sort of category in my brain is it's live in person or online, but it's micro, okay? Mm. So instead of thinking like, well, you know, we want to do this with our people, so we got to get everybody to do it. Sure. Well, here's the beauty of this asynchronous stuff. And, and, or even if it is synchronized, think micro meaning segmented by stage of life or particular needs. Okay. Or like, especially with your leaders, you know, think about, you know, I don't know if I can do a whole giant training like we wanted to, but I bet I could get these eight or these 20 leaders, you know, to line up their schedules and we're going to do some training. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to do it live, actually, but it's got to be micro because of social distancing. So I'm having over, you know, just like six other guys or gals or whatever, uh, or a, couple, a few couples at a time. And we're going to sit outside on the deck or around the fire pit. And we're, you know, kind of spaced out a little bit. But but I, we get to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so think, think you know, live in person or online in micro. Don't like everybody has to do it. So um, I think also kind of to extend that line of thinking now is the time to be moving volunteers quote unquote uh, in the church to leaders but think of them as leaders of little dispersed micro communities and discipleship groups you know let them try new things and take ownership of things that they're passionate about like they get to you know what i mean so like um you got people that have a passion around this area of life or homeschooling or parenting or how the gospel applies to marriage or whatever. Go for that. You let sure. them do it. And, and maybe because, well, they're doing it at 9 o'clock at night or 830 at night when all the you know, uh, parents are available. Great. then let them own that. But I think too many leaders think of anything I have to introduce, I have to do. Yep. And, and I'm just so busy. And I've heard a lot of guys go, I'm so busy. I'm online all day doing stuff. Well, mm-hmm. don't. Like it's time to, this is like never before hand off and start thinking of your quote volunteers as, as leaders of dispersed micro communities, you know, and, and, and they're not forever. They might be for six times or four times or for the next three months or who knows, right? Um, Our own coaching cohorts utilizes a hybrid of online and in-person and synchronous and asynchronous tools. It's like we use Voxer, you know, to stay connected like daily with all our folks. It's asynchronous. People are leaving messages from all over the world. We're sleeping. My phone doesn't make a noise till after a certain time in the morning. I've just set it to do that. Right? Yeah. Then I get up and I take a look and I scroll through some of them and I some of my reads. Some I hear. And I leave a few messages, stuff like that. There's videos. If you can't make a live call, you can watch it later. Drop an email. So it's a it's a hybrid. But it, that, what that's done is that's allowed more people to engage it, not less. Yeah, exactly. And it takes all the pressure off of me. If, like, if I want to have this, this, and that happen, I have to make sure everybody's on at the exact same time or it won't ever. I'll give you an example. We were on a coaching call yesterday and I got through this whole thing and some people didn't make it and, and they'd already texted in, hey, can I get the link to that live? Yep, it's right there where it always is. You can watch that. Um, but I forgot to give out the homework. Well, hmm. I guess, like, normally, if you had, like, everybody showing up at the church building and you forgot that part of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, oh, <laughs> dang, right? And I, and all I did was pick up the Voxer and went, I ah, forgot to tell you this. Let me know you heard it and that you're on it. Huh. And over the next, like, six hours, and then when I woke up, there was a few more. I got everybody going, yep, got it, heard it, on it, did it already, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's this like micro aspect to it, uh, both either live in person or online and it's asynchronous, but it's also hybrid. So mm-hmm. let p- I want people to think through ways they could do it. DNA groups, you know, which we have had in community for years, sure. there are three or four people. Um, you can do that in person. That's how we started doing them. But I started noticing when, cause I travel a lot. I don't want to miss my DNA with my guys, man. You know, it's weekly, yeah. I just I just bomb in versus uh, via Skype or Zoom or something, right? Yeah. Um, specific trainings done live but made available to others. You could stream them live, you know, but then sure. people can watch it when they want to asynchronously. But here's where I say there's a difference between doing that and going, yeah, but man, I don't know if anybody did it. Well, sure. close the loop with people, meaning hmm. um, ensure that key people have engaged it because you've given them homework and they have to do it and send it to you, right? Yeah. And they would say, hey, listen, you know, by Saturday, I'd really love to hear back from you, all of your thoughts, what you thought of the video, answer these few questions. Then you know they have, they've engaged it. I mean, that's how we did the uh, Everyday Disciple Challenge, right, a few weeks ago in the workshops. It was on live four times uh, that week. Then I did a few bonuses, right? Well, not everybody could make it at 11 11 a.m. Pacific, but Hmm. they watched it later, and I could tell who was engaging consistently because we did homework posts. And I gave out some prizes for people, right? And I, I used online interaction that way asynchronously. But some people were doing it live right while I was on asking questions and we answered. Hmm. Some left their questions. Some sent me emails or messages. See how it's hybrided? Yeah. But it was super effective. Oh, my gosh. So many thousands of people got to sure. engage it. But I, I was online about a half hour a day doing it and then but answering the messages and stuff yeah. but when I had time see it wasn't like okay I got to do it on their dime they weren't expecting like I hit send like you better answer me like right now no maybe the next day they got an answer it was all good so that's so good right it, and
1: isn't it crazy how technology is a, I mean it is a I know so many people that look at it as kind of this like well it's the next thing to distract people from the faith and you're like no if you actually utilize it well like this has potential the beast to so the internet <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So here's another category, right? Pre-recorded stuff. Okay. So you record it at your own leisure, right? Or or you type it out and send it to folks, you know, and, and and that could either be micro or macro. It could go to the whole, you know, congregation, or it could go just to leaders, or it could go just to people in your community group, or whatever, right? With an online discussion live later. Oh, hey, I'm going to send this out on Mondays, and then... um uh on, on Wednesday night at, you know, uh, at five o'clock and then Thursday at like nine o'clock, I'll be on and we can discuss it. So whatever time works for you.
1: Hmm.
0: Right. And I'll make those available as well. So if you can't, you can even watch the discussion and then we'll have a private Facebook group and you can drop in some stuff there. By the way, that's where I'm going to be doing it. So I don't even have to record it. It'll just be recorded in the group. Hmm. Dig it. Yeah, Um, I had a buddy of mine, Brandon Hatmaker, he said the most like engaged Bible study he ever did was he would send out a pre-written outline of scripture reading they were going to do. So like they pick a book, let's say, break it into an outline. You can find every book of the Bible, a thousand outlines online, you know, just go look, right? And then all the guys who engaged it, they agreed to read the daily reading. And then within the next 24 hours, so before the next day, they would post their thoughts and observations. Like, and I think they just did it in an email thread. It was nothing mm-hmm. fancy. And I think maybe they eventually moved it to a Facebook group. And he said, so some guys got up real early and then boom, you know, by the time I woke up, they had their reading and they had the, here's, yeah, this is weird to me. Or I, you know, I made me think of this, or this is what God spoke to me or what, or I have a question about that. But before they all went to bed, they agreed to do it. And he says, man, it was a high level of engagement. We, we learned a lot and grew a lot and, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it fit into everybody's life in the time. That it worked in their day, but it was daily. So instead of even a weekly Bible study, it was a daily Bible study. But, and think about how many touches and interactions you have. And then uh, side comments that came up. And side, like, I mean, I don't want to call and talk to you about that. You get to, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, some of the folks from 3DM and the, and the Breens, again, they have the Missional Institute now. They're doing, you know, uh, their huddles and teaching via video in those huddles with right. the ability for people to log in, though, and watch that at their own convenience. And they can even leave little video comments and questions in the group. So it'd be like, you know, you'd log in. I did a little training and go like, Hey, I just watched this. Here's my thoughts. This is what I'm thinking. And then the leaders then, or other people in the group, they can not only watch the training, but everybody else's video messages and respond at their own interaction. As long as they know it's by by next week, I want you to have done that. And so you can log in a day early and go, Hey, I noticed you didn't, you know, get on yet. So try to tighten that up, you know, so a little bit of accountability, but it's not like I had to check it every five minutes. No. Loads of interaction without the hassle of aligning everyone's schedule. And Mm -hmm. you could, you can pretty much do that all online, you know, like a Facebook group. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's there's so many easy peasy ways to do that now.
1: You know, it's crazy. I remember like when I was doing a working in the institutional church, and it was, it was like, well, how do we do this membership class? And we got to do food and babysitting. And it's maybe they took four Saturdays, four eight hour days on Saturdays for a month, and then they're members. And I'm like, Guys, there's so many easier ways to do this. Like what if you made what if you made it digital where somebody can do it once their kids go to bed and they Well can what if they don't bed? pay
0: attention and I don't know they listen, if they care, they're gonna do it. Exactly. And if they don't show at all, because your Saturday morning thing is when the only time they have a day off or whatever, you know, like yeah, exactly. then you're not gonna see them ever and there's no option. So it's like, well, I guess next time, next month or next quarter or next year when we do it again, right? Yeah. Well,
1: Here's right, the right. other
0: thing, and I was talking about, you know, like starting to really engage more quote unquote volunteers to let them manage things what about like a recurring online community with hosts mm-hmm. so like people in your church or, I mean you could do it too leaders can do it but I mean like why not hand this stuff out where they have a topic that they just dig and they okay. really feel like versed in and they're going to start an online community just to get together and discuss it like a book study like I was talking about a bible study or maybe hey we're going to read a book together and we're going to yeah. discuss it and and myself and this other person's going to host it I can't make it every time they can't make it every time but one of us will yeah. you know, or like we talked about in our last episode, going through the gospel primer or TK primer together and someone's hosting it. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got on, we talked through some stuff together. hope you can make it live, but if you can't, it'll be there. Just leave your comments and thoughts, you know, in the next couple of days, sure. or maybe you're doing uh, uh, an online community on parenting in light of the gospel or a set of marriage classes with discussions or your recovery group. Why not? Yeah, You know, now I think that This is where like gospel fluency would be critical. You want hosts that aren't just moving info, but are, you know, able to maybe help people move from unbelief to belief. That's the point of discipleship. (laughs) Right. But think about it. If your community, you know, think about how many people say, well, you know, we kind of have a missional community, but it's kind of just a weekly meeting. Well, what if even in the future, hey, our lifetime is spent really being in each other's lives and having fun with our kids and having meals and praying for one another and, you know, laughing and all that stuff. And some of our learning, though, is all these things that we've been talking about. And so we've got two or three other things, the rhythms that people can engage in based on their interest and need and time, but they can fit it into their own schedule. And so that once a week, we don't even It's not about learning. It's about being family you know, just for instance, I'm saying, right. So I I think, I think if people can embrace both uh, asynchronous and synchronous online and face-to-face, even now, you know, in microwaves and all that, I think they're going to realize that the vistas for uh, discipleship and disciple making and passing it on and the amount of people that can be involved in leading these kind of things. It's like, it's so much bigger right now. And I think the top has been popped off and people are willing to and actually liking it <laughs> you know
1: yeah you know i hope i hope that's the case cuz i see a lot of i have a you know i see a lot of pastor friends and i have a buddy who is a pastor of a church of what, almost 30,000 people in texas and his whole his whole thing is like can't wait to be back together where we don't have to do this anymore and uh, and i hear a lot mm. of pastors talking like that and i'm like i'm
0: guessing though that's not a disciple focused church yeah. it's a it's a gathering worship gathering focused church yeah, you people know in the room. what yeah, we're talking about here today is for those People and churches and leaders that are really they want to be disciple making focused, which is the only mission right, that yeah, Jesus that's gave why us. I say,
1: that's why I think like take advantage of this time and let it actually like influence the way that we move forward and navigate the future.
0: You know? Absolutely, I hope so. We are. Yeah. I love it. I that's I I, I'm, I love it, man. I love it.
1: Well, let's get to the big three, because uh, we always want to leave people with big three takeaways from today's topic, where if nothing else, uh, things we don't want people to miss. And you can get this as a printable PDF, uh, as a free download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week?
0: All right. Uh, First thing, it's not a forsaking of the gathering of saints, right? You know, Scripture talks about don't forsake the gathering of saints. It's not a forsaking of that when we gather online or even asynchronously. Okay. God has given us new ways and tools to connect as humans throughout history, and we Mm -hmm. can embrace these things. We didn't used to have cars, but people would eventually got cars and could— you know, do things right, you know, and and we got, we got radio. Oh my gosh. And then TV, you know, so stop seeing the internet either as an enemy or as only a way to stream your old programs and preaching. Mm -hmm. Many people today could not even imagine how their relationships would suffer if they didn't have things like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram or Twitter to stay connected with friends and family throughout the day. Embrace that for the sake of the gospel. That's good. Right. It's, it's, it's part of life and it's not evil. Twitter's not evil. Facebook's not evil. What we do with it can, you know, can be awesome. Second thing, number two, the kingdom of God moves at the speed of relationship. Probably heard me say that before. Oh yeah. Building trust with others, whether it be in person or online or asynchronously or at the same time, but building trust is key to making disciples of Jesus. Hmm. So removing any barriers to the growth of these relationships is honoring to God. Yeah. Ask the spirit, ask the Holy spirit to help you move past your own preferences or past experiences or traditions and start to engage in new forms of discipleship. Mm,
1: love that ma'am. Love it. Our, All right. N- number three,
0: number three. Um, this is sort of like the rubber hits the road part of the three, always uh, head, heart, hands. Sure. This one's the hands pick one or two new asynchronous or hybrid models to try out in your discipleship mix this week. Just pick one or two things to try, right? You know, we're not pouring cement here. And don't forget to empower more and more of your quote-unquote volunteers, your your family, the church, to yeah. take initiative and ownership of new types of online and asynchronous communities within your larger church body. Give permission for people to lead and disciple others in areas of their lives that they're mature in and have passion for. I mean, how awesome will that be for you? Even as things progress back to a new normal and we're all getting to gather up and worship and sing our guts out and all, but imagine if, uh, but now there's all these other ways that discipleship's happening and people are more engaged and more connected than ever.
1: You know, as you were just saying that too, I was thinking about how beneficial we've talked a lot on the, on, on the show in the past about really allowing youth and children to help lead us. And, Man, this would be a really great area for us to look towards some of the younger people in our communities and go, totally hey, agree. you guys get tech. Teach us. Like, we <laughs> yeah. want to learn from you. And they'll say, I mean, they have apps and all that. We don't even know. Of. My kids are coming up with stuff I've never heard of that could be no really kidding. beneficial. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pull on your kids yeah. during this time.
0: No kidding. You know, all right. those
1: big three, man. Those, yeah. uh, again, are available as a free download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. And right. that is it for today, my friend.
0: Okay, buddy. Hey, hey. what about next week?
1: Yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about how to reboot your community and natural family rhythms when there are various things like this pandemic or even maybe seasons of the year, things that throw off those natural rhythms. How do we get back into it? Yeah. So I think it's going to be super helpful as social distancing guidelines are starting to ease up. This might be a cool game plan to go. How do we enter back into this?
0: I'm excited for that. That'll be a good good discussion to have. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Thanks, man.
1: Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com